This is Small Talk with 101 ESPN's Michelle Smallman. Hey, what's up? Welcome into episode 73 of Small Talk. I'm your host, Michelle Smallman, and Merry Christmas. I hope all of you listening had a wonderful holiday with your friends and family. You got some time off of work, you got to chill out for a little bit and relax. We have much more to come in our conversation with Saruti, so let's jump right back in. Here's part two of our December chat with Steve. Since we are coming to the end of a decade and the end of a year, we really wanted to give this podcast the heft it deserves, I guess. I mean, we're already an hour in, so I'm sure it's going to be another two-parter. So if you're listening to this, it's probably part two. But we wanted to close out with... One more 10,000 Frogs, and we're going to do a cool, no one cares, all decade team. So, Steve, I'm going to leave it up to you. Which one would you like to do first? Let's do 10,000 Frogs first. Steve is the man. He made the call. It's time for 10,000 Frogs. Dating is really, really hard. Uh, So, listen, I want to ask you something. Um, Can I get your number? But don't worry, listeners. You have to kiss 10,000 Frogs before you find the one. Can I have your phone number? Can I have it? Will you give me your number? Can I have it? Can I have your number? Let's get through this together. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Small Talk presents 10,000 Frogs. I did not do 10,000 Frogs with you last time, which was strange, but that's when you were under the cloak of secrecy. You were leaving ESPN, starting a new gig. You couldn't be on the podcast at the time. We couldn't really say what you were doing. And so we had our dear friend, Willie Cologne come on the podcast and I had <laughs> Willie do 10,000 Frogs, which was a great decision by me, honestly. Yeah. I mean, he is a great great. He might even be better than me on it, to be honest with you, because he probably has some stories, but yes, Willie Cologne, great dude. He had a great story that I think trumps the frogs, but in all fairness, he did choose Mental Frog to sit on the throne, which uh, to kind of rejog everyone's memories. I honestly think you should just go back and listen to that podcast because I went back to listen to see which frog was on the throne. I was laughing so hard. Willie Cologne is the man, but basically it was this guy who went out on a date with this girl. They went to a bar. She starts telling him about how she had a really bad breakup with this guy and had a stint in a mental institution. She ends up getting wasted. He finds her in the bathroom repeatedly calling the guy, trying to get back together with him. To make a long story short, he ends up putting her in an Uber so that she could go find the guy and said either I got a couple back together or I unleashed a stalker on a poor guy. Jesus, okay, that's intense. So we um, called that mental frog. So mental frog okay. is currently sitting on the throne. So I'm going to give you two different frogs. I'll have you okay. react to each, and then we'll see if the winner of these two beats mental frog, okay? Okay. Frog number one. I once got set up on a date with a guy who was friends with my friend's husband. He's very good looking, well-educated, seemed nice enough. Good guy on paper. You already know this is going awry if you're saying good guy on paper. Yeah. I knew his family came from money and had been given the impression that he had a lot of things handed to him in life, which normally isn't my type. I don't really like that. But because my friend vouched for him, I wanted to give him a shot. I was living in California at the time. So for our first date, we went out and got fish tacos. It was very chill. He was very sweet. We had a great time. I was really looking forward to our second date. During our first date, I had mentioned that I wanted to go try out this winery in town. So he planned our second date, told me that we were going to go to the winery. I thought that was so thoughtful that not only he was listening that intently to what I had to say, but that he would plan this whole excursion because the winery was more than an hour's drive away. So he comes, he picks me up, we set off on the trip. He seemed to be a little tense and was kind of picking at me in the car right off the bat. 
We disagreed on the type of music to listen to. We disagreed on where we should eat lunch. It was one of those things that it could have been flirty banter, but instead he became combative about. A comment was made about politics. I gave my thoughts and he totally disagreed with me. I asked if we could just not talk about that subject moving forward, and he snapped at me and said, fine, and rolled down all the windows in the car and cranked up the music. So picture this. We're speeding down the freeway with all of the windows down. The wind is blasting me in the face, and my hair is going everywhere. And then in parentheses, it says, Michelle, I'm sure you can relate to this, and maybe Steve can too. So I rolled my window up. He looks at me, glares at me, and rolls the window back down. I scream over the wind and music, ask him to please roll my window up so that my hair wouldn't be slapping me in the face. And instead of doing as I ask, he rolls down the windows and hits the child lock button so I can't roll it up. I had to sit there with him and the wind pelting me in the face for the next hour. Once we got to the winery, I got a bottle of wine to go and took an Uber home. Holy shit. <laughs> the level of immaturity is pretty legendary from that guy. Um, I mean, it's probably not ideal to talk about politics on the second date if you don't agree on them. Uh, so, okay. I don't know why he'd be so offended by that, though. And here's the thing. If, like, something is going to set you off that easily on the second date, maybe you shouldn't have gone on the second date. Like, I don't understand, like, why. I don't know. Maybe he was in a mood. Maybe he's, like got a thing i don't know that's going on that's messed up in his head or something i don't know but that's like that's not a normal person behavior to just snap like that and then just to be like super like that's scary like that's just a scary thing to do to a girl to like you know i just feel like she had no control over what the hell is happening in the car so i don't know at least she was able to get there and just leave so it didn't seem like it was that traumatic but i imagine the drive was probably a pretty terrible hour for her yeah and i would be texting my friend the whole time being like I am going to kill you. <laughs> How did you set hey, me up did, with this guy? I mean, she should have just at that point been like, hey, like, let's just turn this thing around. Like, clearly this isn't working. Like, well, why did they go there and then Uber home? That's weird. No, she Ubered home. I think she no, I know, but why? found solo. Well, it sounds like, I mean, obviously we just have the email here that she was screaming at him and he wasn't listening to her. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. I mean, like, what kind of, I mean, that is a, that's a bad one. That's a bad one. I mean, at least like, there didn't seem to be like too much harm done. Like she just had to pay the Uber charge to go home, got a bottle of wine and left. So I guess there were no like lingering effects, like a potential stalker, but that's pretty, I just don't understand. I don't understand how people act that way. Like I don't understand how someone could just be that much of a fucking douche where they could just (laughs) get that mad about something. I'm one of those people that like gets embarrassed when I don't know. Like if, if, if Maddie and I are like bickering in public, I just like don't like that. I don't like being uncomfortable. Like, I, you know what I mean? I don't like be awkward around somebody that I don't know or people that I don't know. So if I'm on the second date with someone, I'm not going to just like, even if I'm a fucking psycho, I'm not just going to like lose my mind on you and do something like that on the second day. I'm at least, I'm least going to try to like hold in the crazy for as long as I can. Maybe he did. And maybe that was just a tipping point. But like, <laughs> I feel like that would, that wouldn't be like the first red flag. That's just so crazy to me. So the first date was fine too. That's so strange. I wonder if she put in the, his family came from money and that he had a lot of things handed to him because maybe he's kind of like a brat and just does whatever he wants and gets away with it. Maybe, but wouldn't that come to, I don't know, I guess wouldn't, I don't know, I don't know. But that, I mean, I guess it's not as bad because obviously she's okay and there are no long lingering effects of this. Like, it's just done. It is what it is and it's a story. So I guess that's a good sign. Okay, well, that's number one. Number two, this one's long, so bear with me, okay? 
Okay. Hey, Saruti and Michelle, I know you guys do 10,000 frogs about bad dates, and I think I have one that takes the cake forever. However, it was a third date, not a first date. Okay. That's all right. Yeah. I mean, it still counts. All right. I met yeah, a guy. Yeah, was a second date, so. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I met a guy on Tinder, first mistake of many by me. <laughs> but no, I, no, no, no. See, this is a, a really quick. There's plenty of okay people on dating apps and Tinder. Like, that's just, like, that's okay. Like, Michelle, I've tried to convince you a million times to get on there. You refuse to. But it doesn't mean that, like, we're only weird people are on Tinder. You can meet nice people on Tinder, too. Not that I have, but I'm just saying it's possible. Anyway, carry on. Sorry. No, you're totally right. I have a couple whose wedding I went to who met on Tinder. Yeah, see, exactly. It's just, you know. It's just like you, you can be an asshole at a bar and you can be an asshole on Tinder. <laughs> it's like it doesn't matter. But I think maybe the implication here is that Tinder is kind of the, the lowest common denominator. You know, maybe. whereas like I know there's other apps where like you have to get accepted to get into, whereas like the pool is so big because everybody can get on Tinder, right? Maybe. Okay. Right. Well, anyway. let's keep let's keep reading because maybe it's something to do with Tinder. Okay. So I met a guy on Tinder, first mistake of many by me, but I had been single for a really long time and was finally ready to meet someone. I thought Tinder would be the easiest first step. Okay, see, there you go. So I meet this guy, we hit it off on the app, and he asked me out on a date. Our first date was amazing. Fun dinner, great conversation. We went out for dinner and then ended up staying out until 3 a.m. hanging out and laughing. Our second date is when the story really picks up. He invites me over to his place to, quote, watch a movie. I read through the lines, oh. and I was down to hang. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Okay. I go over there. We have a few glasses of wine, start the movie, and we start kissing. Okay. As things pick up, he stops and says he has something to tell me. <laughs> oh, God. He proceeds to tell me that he is a, quote, cardiophile. And I'm like, huh? What the fuck is that? He goes on to explain that it's a fetish he has and that he gets turned on by listening to people's heartbeats. What? Oh, okay. All right. I mean, not weird, but okay. I don't know. I guess, you know, it's each their own. Okay, let's keep going because, yeah, I feel kind of the same way. I was immediately taken aback and didn't know what to say or think, but I was into him and we were in the moment, in all caps, so I asked him to explain it to me a little more. Without getting too graphic, he pulls out a stethoscope, yes, he had one at the ready, and asks if he could listen to my heartbeat as we hook up. I was reluctant, but also thought, hey, this could be way worse. At least he doesn't want to beat the shit out of me. Okay, that's a, quite a drastic step. <laughs> okay, so he had me listen to his heartbeat. He listened to mine. It was kind of sweet and new, and then things happened, and I left there thinking this might just be an interesting and fun activity that we would do sometimes in the bedroom. Now, on to the third date. Dinner, drinks, back to his place. Imagine this scenario. I'm a little more drunk this time. Stethoscope comes out again. Things are happening. He turns to me and says, you know what would really turn me on? (laughs) Oh, man. No heartbeat at all. I I didn't say anything and just stared at him. He said that he would like us to hook up. He would listen to my heartbeat. Then he wants me to pretend to have a heart attack. Jesus Christ. I thought I can't stop laughing. There's more. There's more. 
Oh my God. After some back and forth, I finally agreed to it. I have to say, looking back, I'm shocked I did it, but you have to understand, I was into this guy. I had been single for a long time. And at this point, I was honestly just really curious to see what this was all about. So we start hooking up. He listens to my heart. I pretend like I have shooting pains in my arm, then pretend to have a heart attack and die. In the moment, I felt like I killed it with this performance. <laughs> Meanwhile, and again, not to get too graphic, but it's important for the story. And then this is all in capitals. He finishes right after I fake my death. As in, my death was so erotic to him that he couldn't stand it. After, I'm so freaked out and don't know what to do. But before I could make a move or say anything, he starts, and I shit you not, critiquing my fake death telling me I should have been more believable, etc. Honestly giving me acting tips for, quote, the next time. I was so offended, I got up, packed my stuff, and bounced. So, I'm trying to be, like, respectful of people's weirdness and their fetishes, I guess, but <laughs> the second date and then the third date to ramp it up that much is really aggressive, right? I, again, you have to control your crazy, and everyone's crazy, and everyone has their things, not everyone is a cardiophile or whatever the fuck you call it. But, like, maybe ease that in, like, like a half a dozen or so dates in, kind of. Unless he can't. Maybe he can't. Maybe. I don't know. But that's just such a – because, <laughs> you, first of all, you can't, you can't expect her to be some amazing actor at dying. And then the idea that you're aroused by the death of someone, when you said, like, no heartbeat, I'm like, what is – so he wants her to die? He wants to, like, be one of those creepy people that, like, bangs dead people? Like, that's fucking weird, too. So, <laughs> yeah. I – you know what's increasingly crazy about this? And maybe this goes to your Tinder thing. But again, I, I think you can do this when you meet somebody at a bar, too, or wherever. It's like you just have no fucking idea how crazy people are until you meet them. Like, you have no idea. You don't know anything about anyone. This is on, like, a second date, so that's, that, that's pretty egregious. But, you know, there are, like, times when, like, you know, people will know each other forever and don't know, like, their deepest, darkest secrets. And, like, it's just amazing to me that people can be that way and like someone that you think is totally normal on the surface can be can have that sort of a weird fetish or do something super weird or like, you know, be so angry in a car. Like that just to me is amazing that people have that like gear to them because I don't have that gear in me. Like I don't have that crazy gear in me. And everyone's crazy about certain things, but like I don't know how that's a possible thing. Is that does that make sense? Like I just don't yes. even know how someone could go through life being that odd. And like that different and weird. Yes, this is so incredibly fucked up. We're going to get into this in a second. But part of me appreciates that he pulled it out on the third date, right? If this is what he's into and knows that he can't (sighs) be with somebody that can't fake their death and be into it, then honestly, I think she lucked out. Because imagine if he married that guy and then he's like, hey, guess what? Well, we have sex. I want you to die every time. What? No, listen. Listen, you know, there are plenty of people who have fetishes and different things like that. Like, there are websites for that. Like, if you are really that into this cardiophile thing, there's got to be some sort of, like, cardiophile database where you can date someone or, like, hit them up on fucking Reddit or whatever and find someone who has similar interests. Because to the average person, that's going to be super fucking weird. Or you're really desperate. You know what I mean? Like, it's not good for both parties. I feel like you need to know that somebody's into that. I guess maybe you're right, like, getting out of the way early. But... 
But do you really I mean, think I the pool's that big? Maybe he's thinking, oh, I'm going to meet someone that I connect with on a mental level. Listen, I'm not defending the heart guy. Let's just be clear. I'm just saying. I can't imagine that the pool of people who are also cardiophiles in wherever this, whatever city this is, is that big. So he's probably like, yeah, I'll meet somebody and then hopefully they're into this like I am. Maybe, or maybe, he, I maybe he just them. doesn't care. Like maybe he just doesn't care. Like he's in it. He's just going to have sex and he's going to critique this person. He doesn't really care if it lasts long, but he sort of just like gets his thing of like whatever, because he does maybe you're right. And like, maybe there aren't that many people. So he just does it early and doesn't expect anything long term, And that's how, and he just keeps kind of like, you know, doing his thing. And that's how, that's why he goes on like one, you know, that's why he's on Tinder going on a date every couple of months. It just amazes me that people can be that strange and have that sort of thing. I would say that the second one is obviously way more, Way worse than the first one. So what are we going to call him? Like jerk frog or window frog versus heart? Obviously, it's heart frog. Yeah. Heart frog and trust fund frog. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I don't we'll know. Trust fund frog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's obviously heart, it's obviously heart, heart frog advances. Yeah. Heart frog is worse. Nothing really happened in the first one in trust fund frog because like it was a second date. Yeah, she wasted her time and went home. But like, you know, it, nothing really happened like this. Like this girl hooked up with this guy twice. And I don't know. That that to me is a little bit more traumatic. And he's like a dick about her. How about uh, her acting skills for playing dead? <laughs> I, I couldn't even that, get through that. Yeah, that's way, that's way, way worse. That's very strange. I've never even heard of that or know what that is either. That's just, like, you know, I, when you said cardiophile, I, had you ever heard of that before? I've never even heard of that before. No, but I'm Googling it. And... It says, one who has an intense love of hearts, one who is obsessed with cardio health. Obsessed with cardio, okay. Well, so there is a Tumblr uh, well, site clearly, called well, So clearly You're a Cardiophile. But clearly he's not a health, like he wants this person to have a heart attack. That doesn't make any sense to me. I don't Anytime know. there's like a death thing with sex, like that to me, that's a, that's a line, that's a stretch. Yeah, you think, Steve? <laughs> I would say my line starts and ends with me dying. <laughs> like, what? like it's one, like it's one thing if you're like into, I don't know, like the Rex Ryan feet thing, or right. you know, you have a thing, right? Like, whatever, it is what it is. But being into death sex is pretty fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and not only that, sure, the feet thing, whatever. If you're a cardiophile, you can't just pack a stethoscope with you everywhere. It's not like you could just carry well, it around. You just had it. Yeah, you just had it. He was like, oh, no, don't worry. I'm, I'm, we're good. I come prepared. Okay, well, it was cool. at his like, house the second date, remember? She went over to his house to watch a movie, so he clearly planned yeah. that so he could have the stethoscope at the ready. What kind of, like, fucked up sex history do you have to have for that to be your thing, too, right? Like, yeah, How do you find out your, you're into that? I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. That is... Uh, I don't know. Maybe he had a girlfriend once that, like, was into it, too, and now, like, one of those things where, like, I don't enjoy it unless I have this anymore. I don't know. But, like, that's a good point. Like, how do you dip your toes into being a cardiophile? Like, <laughs> What's the opening you, act of you being a cardiophile? Yeah. I would love to do, like, like in the same way you did, like, a Joker origin story. Like, I need a cardiophile origin story. Like, how did you become the person you are? Yeah, if you're a cardiophile, hit us up. Seriously, we're not... Even being facetious, we are just no. curious. I want to have you on the show, and I you don't even have to give your name. I just want to ask some questions. I've got some questions. That's it. Yeah, we could distort your voice like they do on Dateline. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, we give like an alias, and you were good to go. I just I just want to get to the bottom of this thing about how you actually because again, I don't even I didn't even know that was a thing. Like, how do I not? You know, I don't even know that that that, that is an actual fetish. 
and then that's somehow like I get it. Like, oh, you know, you like some people like the cosplay thing. Like some people, like I get that. I don't understand how you like heart attack sex. Like that to me is just strange. <laughs> Wait, I just see. Thank God I have my personal computer here because we're taping this at my job and not my work computer because I Googled this. And the one website I clicked on, they're talking about steths and beats. <laughs> so, like stethoscopes and heartbeats, steths and beats. Oh my I God. Mean, Steve, there's also a thing called HBP heartbeat pleasure. <laughs> what the fuck is that? It's like BPM, I guess, but HBP heartbeat pleasure. Like. <laughs> Oh, right. Man, that must be so weird to just. You, you must can't feel help so alone. Into like, yeah, you can't help being into what you're into. I guess. You must feel so alone too, because like again, unless there's some sort of database where you can find other people. Like, I don't know how. How do you like? How do you? Like, that, you have to be like the only person you know that has that that has that fetish, right? I don't know. That's that. I don't get it. Yeah, I, don't get it I wonder. Like, do you tell your friends like? Hey, your buddy's I, like, I'm really into asses. You're like, you know what I'm really into? Pulmonary beats. Love the heart. What is, <laughs> a huge heart person. I'm a huge oh, heart guy. No, no, no. I like heart stopping during sex. So. Yeah. Um, like, that's what the beats, but like the death what, part. What if, what if like you found out that one of your friends was a cardiophile? Like, what would you do? Um, Honestly, like good I would just say like, you do you. Are you okay? Well, yeah. You good. <laughs> well, see, like, I think the difference is like, if they're just like, hey, I like to listen to heartbeats on like a stethoscope, I'd be like, oh, you know, like you do you. I like guys that might be fat. I don't, you know, I can't really tell. That's my thing. <laughs> you, you know, know what we're going to bring this, we're going to bring this thing full circle. Like we got, we went to like the art thing in the beginning and how art is stupid. Like this is a perfect example. Like this person, I bet like if you're like a cardiophile or whatever, like you, that, that guy would buy a 10000 or $100,000 fucking piece of art with a banana taped to a wall like that's the, a cardiophile would do that because that's just dumb that's just weird like i don't understand that no that's so different i thought you were gonna say beauty is in the eye of the beholder right like someone might look at the banana and say wow that's the best thing i've ever seen and someone yeah. hears a heartbeat and he's like wow i need to go to the bathroom because i'm very turned on you know what i also wonder about things like this like who was the first cardiophile like did that person write a book like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, how long have cardiophiles been around? Like, These, have they been? Like, are they back in the Oregon Trail? Was this a good thing? Yeah. Back 200 years ago, were there cardiophiles, but, like, nobody knew because, like, you know, Sethos <laughs> didn't exist or, you know, I, I don't know. Like, I, don't, I just don't know. Like, how, does it, how, how did this happen? So, but again, I guess we need a cardiophile right? on to ask questions. Yeah, but, like, with that the internet, be- you can Google anything. You could say, like, when a heartbeat turns you on, and they'll have something for it. Like, there's always a website for something. Mm, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. So that's that's the winner for sure. <laughs> but is that worse than you dating someone who just got out of a mental facility? No, that one's way worse. The mental I mean, facility? I, I, yeah, without hearing the full story, I heard the cliff notes. That one seems like it's way worse. Yeah. I don't know, Steve. I think hooking up with a guy and having him want you to pretend to be dead is probably worse than you shipping off someone who's obsessed with an, another person. You know, at least then you, it's not your problem. You have to live forever with the thought of the cold set the scope on your chest. No, I disagree. Like, could you right, ever wait. go to the doctor the same? I could never go to the doctor and have him be like, let me check out your heartbeat. I'd be like, mm, could you not? I just would rather roll the dice here. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, your doctor's going to be like, why are you so weird about this? Like, well, you ever heard of a cardiophile? No? All right, well. 
I don't think it's that bad. Like, I, I think it's weird, but again, like, you're not, I don't know, like, you're not troubled by it. It's, just, it's sort of something that's just in your past, right? Like, it's just a good story to have, and it, it's a little bit more of a dramatic story than, I think, the person, the, than, what was it, the trust fund uh, frog, but I still think the mental facility one is a little bit worse. Yeah, it's more of um, an unknown factor there, right? Like, you don't know how severe is this. Could this person yeah, come be, back to that, me? That would scare the shit out of me. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Well, I guess I'm thinking of it from the stance of a female and being in someone's house who finds it erotic that I'm dead. <laughs> that way. Like, so, what, yeah, what turns like, you on? Oh, you dying. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, it's really going to get me going when you're dead. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 when you put it that way, that actually is pretty good. So, I mean, we're at odds and odds here. We're at a standstill. It's a Mexican standoff. What do we do? Mexican standoff. Let's go. <laughs> Put it to a vote. We need another Twitter poll. Okay. Once we drop this episode, I will put out a poll on my Instagram, M Smallman. Good. And then at, what's your Instagram handle? Steve Cerruti? Steve underscore Cerruti? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Okay. You Some will reshare it so that we can get the maximum amount or should I just put it on Twitter? I'll put it on both places. We'll tally the votes, and then we will crown a new frog when we return in the new decade. I like the idea. I like it. <laughs> okay. I mean, you didn't think that it was going to take such an aggressive turn, did you? I didn't know what a cardiophile was at first, and then I was like, Where, this could go a lot of different directions. I don't know if I thought about that, because, again, I'd never even, that had never crossed my mind. Sometimes I kind of feel, I don't know. I don't even know. I don't even know what to think about that anymore. You know, I feel like Ten Thousand Frogs too is now going to open the well for people to just email us about crazy sex fetishes that they've encountered in their dating times, which I'm not opposed to. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> if you have something that beats a cardiophile, hit us up. How about that? Please, please do, please do. I still think Crack Frog beats that, like going old school. Um, you think having someone smoke crack in front of you? is worse yeah. than someone wanting, like, finding it erotic that your heart would stop. Yeah, I do. I think someone who takes me back to, what was it, his uncle's play, the uncle's play, <laughs> yeah. he's smoke crack. It's pretty fucking good. That's, a, that's an unbelievable story. <laughs> Not only that, it was like, after, didn't they go to Chili's, and the girl got, like, two full chili meals to go? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, anytime you involve a, involve a good crack story, like, I'm in. Yeah, see, here's the difference, is that... You think it's worse because you're looking at it from a perspective of where you can protect yourself. And I'm looking at it from a perspective of if I went to someone's house, was hooking up with them, and they wanted me dead, that is something that would fuck me up forever. I would be so afraid of everyone. And not but that maybe he they don't want her. You dead. Maybe but, they don't want you dead, though. They just. Oh, they he just, just wants my heart to stop, him to get off, and then me to miraculously live it's a so fantasy, we can do it again. Michelle. It's a fantasy, okay? <laughs> it's not real. Yeah, that's right, as we learned, because her acting was bad. Okay. Honestly, and, you know, that's a part of the story we didn't touch on. I'm kind of bummed out that she really was vulnerable in this situation in many ways, but, like, went for it, even though she's not into it, and felt like she did a good job, and then he was like, night nah, I sucked. I agree. I think that's a dick move on his part. But again, I believe truly that he doesn't care. I think he was just like, whatever. Like, I'm going to do this. This is, this is what gets me going. I can give a shit about you. Well, we have to end this out with a cool no one cares because we haven't done it in a while. And we're here to do 
an all-encompassing, cool, no-one-cares-all-decade team. So this is the worst of the worst, the things over the past 10 years that people have done, talked about, etc., that really irks Steve and I. And honestly, this is a very, very long list, a CVS receipt length list, but we whittled it down to three apiece. So, Steve, how do you want to do this? You want to go one, I go one, or do you want to do all yeah. your three, and then I do my three? Yeah, let's do, like, snake draft style. We'll okay. do every other. Okay, well, then I'm going to let you go first. So, of my three, one of them I already did in my, like, in our, in our past doings of Cool No One Cares, but I think it was so good that I need to bring it back. Okay. I'll start with that one, actually, because I'll, I'll leave the two new ones for later. You remember my whole, like, people that use stupid internet slang in real life? Yes. I feel like that has become a thing in the 2010s, and obviously, like, internet slang in general has just taken been taken to another step, which I do think is kind of lame, but at least it's on the internet, I get it, whatever. But, like, people that just say goals and, like, you know, squad or, like, mood or whatever in real life, like, when you're talking to someone, those people bother me, and when everyone says that to me, I'm just like, cool, like, no one cares that you're doing this, and no one cares that, like, you think you're some cool internet person in real life. It annoys me. It bothers me. I don't even really like it that much on the internet because I think everyone tells the same jokes on the internet, mostly on Twitter. And then when you bring it to real life, it's like you're even less interesting somehow. <laughs> yes. And so, yeah, so, so I will say for my first one, it is the when you bring internet slang into real life, cool, no one cares. You know which one I think of or I think of you every time I see is I'm going to tell my kids this is blank. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, every time I see that, I'm like, this has to kill Steve. I mean, the hit percentage on those is so low that it, it just ruins it. It just ruins it. Twitter is all volume and no quality. That's all it is. It's just all volume. Like everyone just throws it out there and most of them are just complete misses. And then I think the people that do it in real life then are like trying really, really hard to sound cool and like hip and whatever. And I'm just like, no, 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 we're done. Cool, no one cares. Cool, no one cares. Your internet slang sucks. Okay, I'm with you. So for my number three on the cool, no one cares all decade team, I really struggled because I really wanted to put deflate gate in there because nothing, <laughs> and I mean nothing, annoyed me more in the sports world over the past 10 years than deflate gate. It was one of the first things we had to cover when I was at ESPN. And I remember being like, if I have to talk about PSI one more time, I'm going to shoot someone. <laughs> it was so stupid. The NFL turned it into such a huge issue when it was a non-issue and it honestly was the biggest waste of energy and resources that I've ever seen in modern sports but that will be an honorable mention because I do have something in the entertainment world that annoyed me more and I'm talking about Fifty Shades of Grey oh my god Fifty Shades of Grey was the dumbest thing I've ever encountered in the past 10 years. Yes, I read the first book. It was awful. There was grammatical <laughs> errors everywhere. It was not interesting. Really? It was not On sexy. Purpose? Yes, it was so dumb. Um, it was a terrible read. I'll never get that time of my life back. I saw the movie thinking maybe it's more interesting, and it's not. The whole, quote, mommy wow. porn epidemic where everyone was like, ooh, moms everywhere have ignited their sexuality. I'm like, if some rich dude taking you in a room and beating the shit out of you while you're tired up turns you on by all means go for it but it's not really my jam i also think wait it's wait 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 all right what is that is that fetish cooler than than cardiophile guy i don't know the prop the main problem i have with 50 shades of gray is that the guy in the movie and in the book books because there was many 
is really rich. Okay, so he's whisking her off on a private plane. They're doing all these dates. He lives in this sick apartment. He buys her all these clothes. And my whole take on it is if this guy lived in his mom's basement and wanted to bring you down there and tie you up and flog you, you probably wouldn't find it so sexy. No. Yeah. No. I first off, first and foremost, I will say that I have not seen and or read uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. I have an idea of what it is about, and I feel like it was just written for like basic ass girls. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then it makes me sad thinking about the sex lives of modern American women. If reading this shitty book turned you on that much, yeah. I hate to know what's actually yeah. going on behind closed doors. I think you're 100% right. I think uh, we need more We need more cardio files to, to, to stir some shit up. Honestly, get people going. <laughs> you know what? That's right. Come out of the closet with what you're into so that you don't have to read this terrible book and pretend it turns you on. So Fifty Shades yeah. of Grey, you're in, if you're, you were into it, do you, but I say cool, no one cares. That is a very good one, although not one that I would relate to because I haven't seen it, but I, this is similar to yours, so I'll do my next one. Mine is um, like this whole like remake reboot thing of like movies and stuff and TV shows that we've seen in the past decade. Like where all of a sudden now it's like, oh, we need to remake a live action version of every single Disney movie because we've cut, we've ran out of good <laughs> ideas. Here's the thing that's stupid. All right. Um, what was the first one? Was it Beauty and the Beast? Was it? Or no, they did Jungle Book before that, didn't they? Jungle Book. So here's here's the dumb thing, and especially what's especially dumb about it is the Lion King one, and honestly, there's like a Lady and the Tramp one coming out too right now too. Right? But the whole point of that is like they're dogs talking to each other, or like the Lion King is a bunch of fucking people and, and animals <laughs> in the jungle talking. When you make them live action, they look stupid. It doesn't make any sense. They're not real. So when you have like a a real lion talking, it's not. It doesn't give you the same sort of feeling that you have when you watch the original animated one. It's not the same. And so I think that's stupid for on on one thing. But then I think there's a. It's not even just like the Disney remakes too, because it's like every movie. Like I feel like tw- the 2010s. It was like. We need to just, like, make a reboot of every single nostalgic movie just to get, like, you know, because we just can't think of any original ideas anymore. Like, we redid Star Wars. We brought back, we did a terrible job making the Hobbit movies. There's, like, a bunch of other ones. There were so many remakes and reboots and things like that. And I just thought it was all really corny. And it was, like, for me, most of them were just, like, cool. No one, I don't, I don't care. Maybe people, I, cool, no one cares. Like, I don't, like, I already saw the original. The original was good if I wanted to see it. And I just feel like they're preying on people who are, like, so into you know, whatever the movie or the, the book was that they that they basically remade. And it's just like free, easy money. So I understand that from a studio perspective. But were any of these movies actually better than the originals? Like, probably not. Like, when you look at the Star Wars one, everybody hated the last Star Wars movie. It's sometimes you just sort of need to leave the things that were good in the past in the past because they were good and don't ruin them going forward. So for me, it's all the remakes and the reboots in this decade. Cool. No one cares. Really, really good one, Steve. And you're totally right. If it's a live action remake, it's supposed to be real. And how can you make a lion talk? You can't. It's still CGI. Yeah. Like, I don't understand. I didn't see The Lion King, but I won't because I'm just like, I saw the first one. It was good. Like, we didn't need a remake with, like, Beyonce and all these other real people doing the voices. Like, we don't need this. Like, we, I, the first one was good. It was good. It was fine. And it made more sense because they were animated, like, animals. Like, now that you're using real CGI animals, it just looks kind of dumb. I'm so with you. That's a great one. Great call. Okay, so my second one for the cool, no one cares, all decade team. I could have gone a lot of ways with this, but I'm going to land on the Bachelor franchise as a whole. Oh, yeah. So you and I watched one season of The Bachelor. 
when we were yep. at ESPN because everyone at work was obsessed with it and they talked about it and Aaron Rodgers' brother was on it, so there was a sports tie, okay? And we sneaky got into it, I will say that. Past that, I tried to watch it. It's the dumbest shit I've ever seen. And listen, I love reality TV, okay? I watch the Kardashians from time to time if I'm bored. I'm a Bravo devotee. Everyone knows I love Bravo. Give me some Below Deck. Give me some Housewives. Give me some Vanderpump, even though I think that one's fallen off. I do not discriminate against reality TV. What bothers me about the Bachelor franchise isn't even so much the show, which I think is dumb. Because, I mean, let's be honest, having someone walk sadly down the beach, you know, like looking all melancholy as the sun sets, being like, I really just want to find love. No, you know what you want to find? You want to find an Instagram career. That's what you want. Because that's what annoys me about these Bachelor people, okay? Anytime I go to the Discover page of my Instagram, it's all these people I don't know. And I click on them. I'm like, how do they have a million followers? Who's this person? Oh, you got bounced round one of, you know, The Bachelor season 22, and now you're going to hawk fit tea? I just don't understand why all these people in America are following these people online who wanted to get in the same room and make out with one person who's also making out with 25 other people. Why do you want to follow them on Instagram? Why do you want to buy shit that they're that they're going to peddle to you? If you want to buy stuff of that bad, go on your Facebook page and get some vitamins from a girl from high school. She probably needs it more. I think you could just throw in influencers as a whole, and I'll just say, "Cool, no one cares." Like I, I just don't. Well, I don't care. Not even that these people aren't even influencers, though. Like you're right. Like you got you got voted off in the first episode. Like all of a sudden, you're trying to sell beauty care products to me, and you have like this following, and you think like it's annoying. Like you're right. I don't know who the people are that follow these people. I don't understand it. I don't understand it at all. Like why? Why? I just googled The Bachelor, and there's a story, and it says it's literally on a news station in Arizona and it says Arizona flight attendant from Mesa to compete on The Bachelor. Like, how is that local news? (laughs) I don't understand. Well, local news, I mean, that's a whole nother But you know what I mean? We should be more (laughs) concerned about other things than the flight attendant getting on The Bachelor. I I would agree. Um, But no, that's what sells. I agree with you and and I want to take it to another step. Influencers, cool, no one cares. Except for anything that Steve and I try to sell you online. Please support us. No, I don't sell you products that are (laughs) shitty. I try to, you know, we have shows or whatever. Like, that's one thing. And I like to think that we can bring some sort of entertainment. But, like, I'm not trying to, like, peddle. Like, you know, I'm not trying, hey, like, use this discount code to get 20% off or whatever. Like, no, no, no. I don't. No, 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 no. No, no, no. That's not me. I don't do that. I'm not trying to be an influencer. I think all that shit is super fake and cool. No one cares. Cool. No one cares. I'm so with you. Okay, so this is your last one. So this is the number yep. one thing that cool no one cared about during this decade. So it better be good, Steve. I feel pretty good about this one. I mean, it's hard. Like, there are probably things that I am missing. There are definitely things that I'm missing. But in the time that I, was, that I took to think about this, this one, was, <laughs> this one immediately popped into my mind. That is all the wellness trends that happened this past decade. Ooh. Now... Ooh, that one hits close to home. I know. I know this one is going to probably hit you a little bit too close to home. But I don't think you're that egregious about it. Because I'm drinking collagen-infused water right now? I don't think you talk about it a lot. Yeah, like, you're the kind of, like, you know, you did some camp. I know you and Danny Cannell, you know, you guys dabbled in some kombucha there for a while, and that was, like, a thing on the show, and that's fine, whatever, blah, 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 blah. But, like, I do think there is this, 
large faction of the population that's like on a new there's this new fad like every a couple of months and whether it's like oh i'm keto like it's really good and then a documentary on netflix comes out and everyone's like oh my god you have to be keto it's so much better for you and then they do more studies where like actually no like you should mix a vegetable in there every once in a while like you shouldn't just eat fatty meat <laughs> there's just all these different fads and dieting things and like pills you could take supplements and i like i feel like it's it's in the same way it's almost like a spin-off of what influencers do like influencers basically try to sell you dumb health trends right they sell you health fads and it's like this big bubble of bullshit that people pedal around where it's like you know how to be a healthier person like watch your caloric intake like go to the gym (laughs) the amount of calories that you take in you should be burning off in exercise like that's how you lose weight there's no magic pill there's no magic formula i genuinely think that like people who are going to be healthy are going to be healthy and people who are unhealthy are going to be unhealthy so if you're one of these people that's really into all these like health fads it's probably because you were already, you already cared about health to begin with. And then the worst part about it is the people that try to tell you that's the way that you should live or like, oh, you, you absolutely need to start eating, putting, putting more of this in your diet or you know, all this other stuff. For me, that is an instant cool. Nobody cares. So that is my number one because it annoys the hell out of me because like I'm not a healthy eater. Like I eat I, my my motto in life is everything in moderation, right? Mm-hmm. I'll have Chick-fil-A one day, but then I'll have a bunch of salads and healthy things and I'll eat a lot of vegetables or whatever. Like I dabble in a little bit of everything. I think when you go like full keto or full whatever, I'm picking on keto because the only one I can think of off the top of my head at my moment because I'm so annoyed by all of them. Feel free to add some more if you want, Michelle. But like vegan, vegetarian, like, pescatarian. <laughs> yeah, uh, all that stuff. Like, detox, listen, if it, makes, if it makes you feel better, by all means, go and do you. But please don't push this bullshit on me because I do not give a shit. I'm gonna do me, and I'm feeling fine. And it is what it is. Don't try to sell me this bill of goods. It feels like the 21st century version of snake oil salesman. So cool, nobody cares. Health fads. It's amazing that we're friends, Steve, because I feel like every time we talk, I tell you about something new that I've incorporated into my diet. So thank you for listening. No, you don't do that, though. You don't. You really don't. You don't act like you're better than everybody else because you do it, though. And that is annoying, too. It's like, oh, like, you know, I'm drinking this protein shake or whatever that has this cardamom or whatever the hell you put in it or anything. Turmeric. It's like (laughs) turmeric. There you go. Yeah. Like I, that to me, you, you don't, you, you don't really do that though. Like you do, I know you're into health fads, but you don't push them on your friends. I feel like. No, um, I am into them kind of to your point. We've talked about this so many times, but because I'm going to go out to dinner and get everything from soups to nuts to desserts and some cocktails. So then the next day I'll really want to counter that. So I'll be like, okay, I'm going to work in some collagen, powder. I'm really into ice rollers right now to depuff your face in the morning. Oh. oh, that just made me think too, by the way, honorable mention for me, cool. No one cares are the people that post like really aggressive paragraphs in their Instagram stories about like different causes that are going on. Man, we got 10 seconds. I'm not going to be able to read all this. I'm not going to hit pause on this. And a lot of those are health fad type things too. Uh-huh. So that's why that made me think of it. So if you are also doing health and wellness fads and you're posting them in your Instagram stories that are like paragraphs long, cool, no one cares. I'm surprised you would even follow anyone that would do that, Steve. Well, listen, I'm going to stay away from that just because, you know, who knows. But uh, there, I do follow people that, that do that. Interesting. Wow. I'm going to have to go through your follows and see if I can pinpoint who it is. Mm, yeah. Good times. You won't know. Don't worry. I'll tell you after. Okay, cool. Well, that's a really good one. And yes, I'm guilty of that from time to time. My... Last one, and I think you're really going to like this, Steve. I definitely thought of you when I wrote this down. My final submission to the Cool No One Cares All Decade team is all these viral challenges. 
I'm talking. Mm. I'm talking about the man. Yeah. The mannequin challenge. The Harlem yeah. Shake planking. The ice bucket challenge. The eat a hot pepper challenge. The stupid ass Tide Pod challenge. What is it about our society that one person does something corny or stupid? And everybody else wants to follow it. One of the things you're taught as a kid, like one of the first things you're taught is if your friends jump off a bridge, don't do it. So why are we all so eager to be like, hey, that video is kind of dumb. We should do one, too. Well, okay. I will say I think you're spot on on this. I think the answer to that question is attention because people are are starving for attention. Why do people need attention so badly? Um, because that's what people crave in society. That's the only thing that matters today is attention. You're 15 minutes of fame and like, you know, having a cool TikTok fucking video that's stupid <laughs> as hell. But I will say this. I'm going to amend yours for a second. I think like the um, hot pepper challenge and like the ice bucket challenge, like those had good intentions behind them. Yes, I should remove right? those from the list. No, but I'll say this. I think what's funny about it is sometimes that would get lost, right? People wouldn't even know. Like I remember there was this girl that I used to, that I dated like a long time ago who, I didn't even really date her, I guess. There was this girl that I was with for whatever. And she did the ice bucket challenge, which I believe was for ALS, right? It was for, I think yes. it was for ALS. Yes, it was. I think um, the guy who started it, Pete Freddy's, just passed away. But see, yes, that, but that exactly. was my problem with that, is how many people that did that actually donated? Exactly, exactly. And honestly, not even just, not even donated, but like, People just thought it was like a dump an ice bucket on your head challenge and it's a funny video, not even realizing that there was some sort of good behind it. Those are the worst people, the worst kind of people that are just like, I'm just going to do this even though I have no idea what it's for and don't even help the actual cause that that it originated with. Like that to me is peak bullshit of the 2010s of like, here, let me eat this pepper despite the fact that I don't know that has to do with, you know, the ALS or whatever. And like, no, you should be trying to help the cause and that's why you're doing it. Don't just do it so you can go viral and all your friends think you're cool because you dumped a bucket of ice on your head. Thank you, Steve. And that's it. So I agree with you. I think that's a really good one. That honestly might be number one. But you're right. Like the Tide Pod one, it's like we know that's not good for you. What the hell is wrong with you? Honestly, you're going to post yourself eating a Tide Pod on the Internet? Who likes that video? Who comments anything other than, wow, you're dumb as fuck underneath? Well, this is why, like, I'm a firm (laughs) believer in, like, Darwinism where just, like, you know, the strong survive. Like, if you want to eat a fucking Tide Pod... Whatever happens to you should just happen to you. Like, it is what it is. Like, I don't care. I don't really care. I know it's harsh. I know it's abrupt and whatever. But, like, if you're that dumb, like, I don't even care. Like, do whatever you want to do. But you know what? This comes back to the Oregon Trail. Those people would not have survived. No, those people would have definitely ate poisonous berries because they were hungry and didn't even think about which ones were poisonous. And then they would be dead. And that's fine. And, again, that's Darwinism. Can you imagine if Instagram was around during the Oregon Trail? (laughs) It'd be bleak. (laughs) It would be bleak. <laughs> like, hey, you guys. Oh, my God. When you get to this mountain range, check out these berries. Like, you can barter me two, <laughs> yeah. two bales yeah. of hay for these berries. And then, like, that person all of a sudden goes silent on, Insta- on their Instagram stories. And you're like, wow, I haven't heard from so-and-so after they ate those berries. That's weird. Like, well, I guess I'll give these berries a trial. Meanwhile, they just, like, died of poison. Wait, I haven't heard from Michelle for, like, three days on her Insta story. She's gone dark. But, like, wow, she looks so thin when she ate those berries. Like, maybe yeah, I'll do those it. Yeah, berries. Yeah, those berries, though. They must have been, I don't know. They look good. Let's try them out. Did you get cholera on the Oregon Trail? (laughs) 
Yeah, it wouldn't even be relatable. Like, that's what I was talking about, like, the World War One stuff. Like, imagine if, like, dudes now that complain about, like, literally everything in the world, like, had to deal with some of the things that the dudes were dealing with in the trenches in World War One. Like, I, we would lose, like, period. We would just lose. Well, I watched a documentary, which I know you'll love that I brought that up, but talking about how so many people in America are overweight, like, fully obese, that I forget the projected date, but they said if, like, steps aren't, taken to ensure that America's youth gets healthier, that America will literally be too fat to fight. <laughs> yeah, I honestly feel like there are less real, like, wars like that now because because of that. Like, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's not even a remotely thing. But it's like, yeah, like, if, imagine there was, like, an actual World War Three and, like, we had to go defend our country. Like, would anybody in the world be in shape to do that? Like, it would be the saddest fight of all time. <laughs> no, it would be so internet-based. It'd be like, oh, my God, they hacked all of our information yeah. and bought all of this shit. Yeah, it's got to be like, can I just, like, send a couple memes at Russia? Like, I don't know how to fight, but, like, I could definitely beat them in a meme-off. What country do you think would be sneaky good in a meme-off? I don't know. Like, one of the, like, China, maybe? Who knows? I don't even know. I, probably us. I don't know. Maybe I, Europe. Who knows? I don't know. I feel like there'd be some country like Chad that would come in and just be wicked funny. <laughs> just Chad out of nowhere. Sneaky funny. <laughs> it would have not been Chad. For me, Chad would have not been my first guest. I don't even know. I should have said something like Thailand, but you know what I mean? I just think like that would Papua actually... Papua New Guinea. Sneaky, solid, funny country. Did you see Pretty the... good Instagram piece. Did you see the content that Papua New Guinea is producing? Like, I'm they're, so... Yeah, they're killing it. There's, some, there's like some good young Instagram influencers out of Papua New Guinea recently. <laughs> Honestly, I really want to go look at the international Instagram scene. What do you think people in Kenya are peddling? Like, what are the influencers in Kenya trying to sell? I don't know. Cell phones? I don't even know who knows. I, well, like, why would they be selling cell phones to people who are on Instagram? That's a stupid question, Steve. Um, I don't know. I have no idea. Because when I went to um, my sister studied, or no, she didn't. She did the Peace Corps in Uganda. So I went to Uganda for like two weeks or so to visit her a couple years ago. And uh, most of those people are really obsessed with Facebook. At least they were then. It's not. They're not into Instagram. It's all about Facebook. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Aren't they in for a surprise when they catch Instagram? I also heard recently one of the funniest insults in the history of insults, and I need to start using it going forward. Okay, please do. And that is, I recently heard someone describe another person as, you look like someone who has a really active Facebook account. <laughs> See, like if Morocco pushed out that meme, I would be like, wow, Morocco winning World War Three. And I was like, shit, that is so good. That is so so funny. That's so honestly funny. the sickest gist that I've ever heard in my whole life. If anyone ever told me that I look like a person with a really active Facebook account, I'm not sure you can say anything more hurtful to me. I don't think you could. I don't I'm, I don't think you could. I'd honestly rather you say I was ugly. Yeah. <laughs> like you're not funny, stupid, ugly, beat, whatever. If you told me that I look like someone with an active Facebook account, I'd be like, fuck. Like I that's the worst thing you can say to me. That is the worst insult you can give me. You'd have to really do some soul searching. Yeah, I would be, I'd be stunned. Honestly, I would just probably have to retire and just like, I don't know, go live at home now. <laughs> what happened to Steve? Why do you get divorced although, and like move back into his parents' basement? Well, <laughs> Although ironically, I do feel like a lot of people that do have really active Facebook accounts are probably living at home anyway. Maybe. At least in our generation. Yeah. So. I know. Well, this was great. 
I mean, we went long, obviously. This is what we do. Thank you, Steve. Thank you to all of our listeners that have stuck with us through this. I mean, this has been quite an interesting year for the podcast, ups and downs, but it's always so much fun. So, Steve, thank you so much for doing this. Have a wonderful holiday season. Have a happy new year. And the next time I talk to you, I will be blonde and back from Asia. I was going to say, good luck with the hair situation. Send me pictures, and um, I will hopefully copy that this summer when I also go dye my hair blonde. Yeah, maybe I will influence you. Yeah, you're the <laughs> test ground. You're the test subject. You're the one that's like the guinea pig here, and then I'll, I'll decide whether or not I want to go full in. So thank you for being the guinea pig in this situation. You've got it. I'm there for you. And Steve, you know what? It's been real. It's a goddamn it. <laughs> I stopped saying that, so that's good. I no longer say that, but I still feel like I suck at the end of shows. I don't know what to say. Anyway. Well, that's how I've closed the past three podcasts. We totally poached it, so it's been real. (laughs) It's been real. God damn it. Sit back. Relax. Close your eyes. Take a deep breath. It's time for a review on the Small Talk Podcast with Michelle Smallman. Brought to you by Land Rover St. Louis. Okay, so before we get into reviews, I've got to say something. Steve and I now know that it's not technically the end of the decade. I was sitting there at the Missouri Athletic Club, which, by the way, is one of the most beautiful buildings in St. Louis anyway, but at Christmas time, it's insane how gorgeous that historic building looks decorated for the holidays. So, anyway, I'm sitting there, I'm looking around at this architecture, these trees. I'm cozy as hell. I have a cocktail maybe sitting in hand. I'm editing this podcast. I'm thinking about the decade, the end of the decade. I fire off a tweet about St. Louis sports and the end of the decade, and I immediately get added by decade guy being like, well, actually, it's not the end of the decade until 2020. Like, what? That is so stupid. We should ring in 2020 as the new decade. And while we're here, if you're well actually decade Twitter guy, get a life. You ruined my Missouri Athletic Club holiday warmth high. Enough negativity, though. Let's get a little positive, shall we? How about a review? This one, love hearing Saruti and Michelle five stars. I'm loving hearing them together, even if it's only monthly. It's terrific content. They bring out the best in each other. I'm so thrilled for their continued success. They are so deserving. I was crushed when the former pod ended, so having them to look forward to whenever they can get together makes my heart so happy. I've listened to the recent pods over and over because I love their conversations. Wow, this is this is really long and very complimentary, but... It says Michelle and Sarudi are both so informed and funny. They're the Swiss army knives of the podcast world. It's also so cool that Michelle is such great friends with Maddie, Sarudi's wife. Thank you for making the time to put together podcast gold and making the world a happier place. See, it's reviews like that not only warm my heart, but makes all the work that goes into putting this podcast together worth it. It is a lot of work. In addition to Steve and I's full-time jobs to find a time to record it, to put it together, to edit it, to do all the production value, to arrange the interviews to come up with interesting content and topics that we think you guys would like to hear about. It takes time and it's stressful sometimes. So when you get a review like that, it reminds you that the people listening are awesome and that's why we do it. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to this podcast. It's truly amazing to me that this thing keeps growing And the coolest part about it is that I've gotten to know so many of you, the listeners, whether it's through social media or if you come up to me in public and say, hey, what's up? I love your podcast. You have no idea how cool that is for me 
to get to meet you. And I truly look forward to making 2020 our best year yet. Sarudi and I have some cool plans and some fun interviews that we want to do, some interesting new features. So hopefully we'll keep this thing rolling. Thank you again to Saruti. Thank you to Anthony, who puts this thing together every week. And thank you, of course, for listening. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, and happy new year. We will be back in action in 2020. But until then, it's been real. Thanks for listening to Small Talk. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or the Podcast One app.